Hello, I'm Kate. I'm Taylor. Thank you for joining us on the Slightly Unstable podcast. We are on episode six of this wonderful journey. Oh, it's magical. It's been all unicorns and butterflies. Of course. Um, how you doing, Tay Tay? I'm doing pretty good. Um, things are a little cray cray right now at work, but um, other than that, things have been good. I think you say that every episode. I think I do. Um, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I think I now have a catalog of me saying it, and I now I'm aware of how crazy my my work life is. Um, no, I've been. Um, I'm a middle school language arts teacher in the eighth grade, which mm-hmm. um, has its ups and downs, needless to say. But um, over the past, I've been there for a few years now. In the past year or so, I've been kind of really thinking about where I'd like to be long, more long-term as far as a position, and I am leaning towards high school. Oh. So I um, had to take a test to get certified to teach English in high school. I have <laughs> certification to teach social studies in high school, okay. but I kind of wanted to have the other option as well, and I've, I've, I've liked teaching English. Oh, so. look at that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, but I... Uh, Put in for the transfer today, and I had to have a convo with my principal. So, talk about a little anxiety. (laughs) Um, It's always just kind of like, hey, I might leave, is sort of how that conversation goes. I'd rather not be here. (laughs) If I could go literally anywhere else, (laughs) I'm going to try to, just letting you know ahead of time. (laughs) Just saying. Um, But that's the way the game is, and you have to be courteous and give them a heads up. and, And that's fine. And she took it well, and it was fine. So we'll see. Lucky there. Yeah. Were you? Did you um, like have a build up like dread about having that conversation? Yeah. As a matter of fact, like because I know me and how sneaky I am to not do things sometimes because mm-hmm. um, of that whole avoidance thing. Um, I forced myself to sign the transfer form as soon as I got in today. Oh, okay. And then immediately made myself like now I have to have the conversation because I like you'll look horrible if i'll look horrible if she finds out and i didn't say something okay. so i it forced me to have that conversation today which was successful well good look at me parenting myself look at you i know that 120 a pop is working out <laughs> <laughs> well that's good though so th- not like crazy and students are crazy well they're always crazy mm. yeah there's always a baseline of crazy yeah but it's that time of the year we're like, we've been chugging for a hot minute now, but we're not really close to the end yet. Yeah. And it's like, all those kids are like real tired of seeing each other's faces. Yeah. So it's just been a little tense um, <laughs> in the hallways and in the lunchroom and in the room and classrooms. Um, so it's just all about peace and harmony right now. So I never really thought happen. about it that way, actually. The fact that they, I mean, I know like in certain like like in high school and i don't know how they do middle school now but especially in elementary you're saying you're seeing the same people yeah 180 days and and yeah and i know kids for a fact that have their academic classes are with the exact same people just because the way it laid out yeah which i mean i guess that's the working world too but you're an adult and you know how to process it right that's being gracious to some people but right well yes yeah. so most adults you would <laughs> hope would be better equipped to deal with people they don't really care for Correct. kids um especially young teenagers are not so great at that um they are pretty good at letting you know exactly how they feel about you um good for them. so yeah you know 
Um, it's been a little tense, but everything else has been good. And we're just chugging along, ready for a little February break coming up. Yes. So that's when we're going to Disney. Disney Disney World. Woo-woo. We should bring our podcast equipment. Oh man. That could be cool. It we could can be, it could be great. It could be horrible. It's it, and it's a lot of equipment to hug to haul down to Florida for no reason, but we can give it a shot. We might as well. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. I know. We gotta come up with something good for that. We can zippity do all yay. Yep. In the happiest damn place on pla- on the planet. Yep. So uh yeah, maybe we'll try that out. Have you been? I've had a lot going on. Oh um, Yeah. It's all been good, like nothing bad. I've been picking up shifts at work. So, mm. like, I worked three days this week, and I know I'm being extra dramatic, but I just feel like I've worked <laughs> 40 hours straight yeah. for, I don't know. Well, when you're not used to working that much, and then also having a toddler. Yeah, and then you have the mom guilt that's just like, oh, I haven't seen her that much, and she's not used to it. And then I get yeah. home, and I'm like, hi, and she, like, loves me, and then, like, two minutes later, I'm the worst person ever, you know, so <laughs> um, there's that. Um I am awaiting to find out if I need to have knee surgery. Fun. Yeah. Maybe we could get a twofer because I think I know somebody else downstairs who needs a <laughs> knee surgery too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's actually been on my plate lately. I've been making it my mission to make dad make an appointment for his knee. And I've actually been using it as a conversation with my patients because, I mean, I work with his age group. Right. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my dad. To get an appointment with a doctor and it's just not working. And I was like, I just took it upon myself to call and talk about his insurances and all those, his options. Um, so I feel like, yes, I'm taking care of my knee. And also I'm trying to get dad to take care of his knee because I'm also at that point where I'm like, okay, then don't complain <laughs> if it hurts. Like, do you want a band-aid? No. Okay, then don't cry. Like, yeah. no. Um, but of course I'm going to keep bothering him about it. <laughs> <laughs> I texted him like yesterday, the day before yesterday. and was like, when do you want to make your appointment? And he was like, with who? <laughs> For what? I was like, Dean, I swear I don't need this right now. Um, but then of course it's like, if I come over, he's like, Hey, I want you to look at something. <laughs> I got this weird spot. I'm like, <sighs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, also <laughs> relating to anxiety. Um, I got a belly rub yesterday. <laughs> uh, are those legal? I don't. Yes. Okay. It was, and it was fully consensual. Okay. So we <laughs> hired this, um, oh, we God. have a new PT on our team and her name's Brandy. She's wonderful. She's great. She's so smart. Um, and she's actually a pelvic floor physical therapist, which actually has nothing to do with my belly rub, but just saying she's like super smart. And mm-hmm. I guess this is... I don't know if it's linked to it. She just knows this. She I'm resisting so many jokes right now. Okay, I welcome. hope you know that. Well, she's brilliant, and she would actually okay. love all your jokes. But anyways, um, so she got she caught wind that I get anxiety poops. <laughs> <laughs> she had been caught. I think she had told me about it beforehand, but something. She's way smarter than me, but your vagus nerve. You know, and that controls, like, a lot of, like, smooth muscle in your intestines, but it's also linked to anxiety. So, essentially, she made me lay on my back and was, like, pushing on certain areas in my stomach, and it felt like like a trigger point. Weird. In my stomach, and I never realized it, but it was really sore. 
And then she did some weird thing. She had like hands on my stomach and then a hand in my back. And I was just like normal, like breathing and belly breathing and all that. And within like a minute, she was like, okay, like see how that feels. And they, we went back over it and it felt great. And apparently it's essentially like a, a giant stomach cramp and everything gets like really knotted up and hmm. like tense yeah, and everything. And so I guess like if you get anxiety and that triggers the vagus nerve and then. Right. It's I tensed. I don't know. Constantly. Yeah. I guess that's where the pooping comes in. <laughs> um, but I was like, I have a, like a whole half work day. So if this, if this thing gets, if this gets things moving, then we're going to. We're going to have quite an issue with the caseload we have today. Kate, I've never heard someone do so many mental gymnastics to justify why they shit a lot. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I do. And I'm open with that in my workspace because we have a safe space. And they know I have like a three-minute warning. Yeah. They know that it just kind of depends on the wind direction with yeah. where I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm just, you're blaming your bowel movements on your, on your vagus nerve right now. Okay. Look at the research. No, I don't. I, I, I'm teasing. No, I don't care. It's linked because, I mean, anytime I have like a real, and we're talking today about anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Anytime I have like a sudden rush of like anxiety, I'm like, I got to poop. I got to poop. And you know what? My coworker that I have worked with for five years never knew I had anxiety. And I was like, what <laughs> like are you saying it i'm like you know the thing where i walk around and i'm a ball of knots all the time <laughs> that's what that is you know my energy where i never shut up and i'm doing zoomies around the room <laughs> um yeah he never knew and what brought it up was like them making fun of me about having anxiety poops and then i was like no really i have anxiety and he was like what and i was like yeah i'm like on two different medications um like fully have it you know and he was like i never knew that like, I just, I've never seen you even anxious before. And I was like, are you saying I deserve an Oscar? Because like, <laughs> we got really good at being high-functioning. We are great high-functioning <laughs> panic attacks. Thank you, Aaron. Um, so, yeah, that's all, that's all it's been. Knee surgery and belly rubs. <laughs> and knee surgery and, and belly rubs. Honestly, though, it was phenomenal. I would suggest it to anybody. Okay. Probably... That's asking a lot of brandy, but I mean, honestly, it was great. And she she was like, let me do it. I think, like, I want to see. And then, yeah, I was like, what? That's kind of weird. Yeah. So, I don't know if you have to go to one that's catching massage places for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not in my workspace, but. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about what other job could you have a co-worker, an, another lady co-worker, like, <laughs> lay you down and massage your belly, <laughs> like, while on a break. And my um, co other coworker was like praying I farted while she <laughs> was touching my stomach. I was like, I mean, don't hold your breath. No promises. I probably will. <laughs> I do all the time anyway. But that's oh another story God. for another day. You know what I mean? Oh, guys, we're so sorry that we've already gone this off the rails. <laughs> oh, man. But yes. Good if stuff. you have anxiety, though. You get it. Yep. You get it, and you're like, I know exactly what those anxiety poops are, mm -hmm. you know, and... Yeah, they they definitely, you you got the family curse on that one, because they don't, they don't do me like they do you. God almighty. I know. It could be a slice of bread. <laughs> 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 it 
and I'm done. Or it could be like a true like anxiety attack and I'm done. Oh, God. You know, I told Hunter I could eat the same meal 10 times and have a different reaction all the time. <laughs> But that's not what our topic is today. So oh. I will save my bowel movements for when we get our Patreon. <laughs> oh. oh, this is all staying in. It's all staying in. Yep. All oh, right. my God. So, <clears throat> yep, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this is already my favorite episode. <laughs> you're the one going off the rails oh now. i am i'm going way off the rails <laughs> i don't know how to segue from that other than so anyway um <laughs> <laughs> we had a point to today's episode um we were going to have a conversation about panic attacks yes um panic attacks and this is something that like we talked a little bit about this already but something that i didn't have language for for a long time like mm. i've had panic attacks my whole life I just didn't know that's what they were, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we were going to, like, maybe we should start with talking about side effects. Because what comes to mind for me is a lot of people think, like, shortness of breath. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's certain side effects that some people get and others don't when it comes to panic attacks. What? How does it affect you? Well, so when we were prepping for this episode this morning, um, <laughs> I told you there's, for me... And I think you had agreed. There's a difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. Right. We kind of, for, yeah, we were kind of giving definitions on those two things this morning when we talked. Yeah. So a panic attack, it for me, looks like something, there's either a true, um, like, urgent, scary thing right there. And, and I, like, then I start, like, like slowly start crying and it's like really silent and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I start crying like crying even harder and then I can't breathe and then I'm like my heart's racing a billion miles an hour all this stuff bringing anxiety poops but we've already covered um and then actually that kind of takes a back seat but then like an anxiety attack is kind of just like I will have like a full like 24 hour yeah just like I'm functioning but it's like constantly in the back of my mind and you yeah. can't shake it. Yeah, you can't shake it. That's where the anxiety poops definitely come in for me. And yeah, I don't like have that shortness of breath because I apparently hide it well per my coworker. <laughs> um so yeah, what do you have the two different Yes. When you kinda of talked about that it, it definitely dawned on me that the the three stories I was gonna share today, um Two of them are panic attacks, and one of them is an anxiety attack, based on the way you just gave definitions to it. And they're mm-hmm. definitely two different things for me. Yeah. Like, usually a panic attack is induced by something that happens in the moment. Right. Um, an anxiety attack is just, like, a lot, of, a lot of times I wake up feeling that way. Yeah. Like, and it will last all day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes multiple days. But for sure, it definitely affects me the same way, too. And I think, like, I've kind of talked about an anxiety hangover I think more so the Mm. panic attacks give me an anxiety hangover where like the next day I just feel like 
exhausted and drained because I cried. And it, like, I mean, just the mental like capacity to be able to withhold all that, it was way overloaded. And then you just kind of like, yeah, the next day you feel like crap, always have a headache, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but I kind of do that with just an anxiety attack too, the kind that lasts all day. Once I kind of get to like a resolve, I just, yeah, same thing. But because it does, I guess it's the cortisol mm. or something. I don't yeah. know. I'm not even going to act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that vagus nerve. That vagus nerve. <laughs> <laughs> this tummy nuts <laughs> coming from in there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, those in the moment panic attacks, I'm like, I don't, I don't really have shortness of breath. I just like, I do heavy breathing and mm. I usually it's, it involves crying and I can't stop. Yeah. Um, and my vision gets a little blurry sometimes, oh, Okay, but I, yeah. And the, the long one, those, the anxiety attacks, as you kind of defined it, like those for me are just stomach in a ball of knots. Mm. Yeah. I know someone who can help. <laughs> shout out to Brandy. <laughs> shout, shout out to Brandy. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, stomach and knots. Um, I actually haven't with a panic attack. I have never noticed like blurry vision. But everything, like, I do kind of, like, black out, and you could be talking to me, and I don't think I ever listen, you know, kind of, you're just, like, tunnel vision, Um, and that's definitely when I need some, like, that um, sympathetic nervous system, like, Hunter, just, like, hug me or do something, Um, that kind of response, Um, definitely not the calm down phrase. You know, just like, oh, just calm down. Yeah. Like, chill out, get over it. Like, oh my gosh, no. Um, Yeah, the anxiety attacks are much more functional, but to me, kind of more exhausting. Yeah. You know? They really are. Like, because then at least when I, once I calm down from a panic attack, I I feel okay. Right. Because whatever that in the moment thing that was happening caused it is usually gone by then. Right. And so I'm, I'm good after that. Those anxiety attacks, like, it just, it'll break you down. Mm-hmm. Like it will break you down, and it's like it's like feeling like you're on the verge of tears all day. Yes, yeah. and it's terrible. Um, well, what uh, we were gonna kind of go back and forth and share some stories. What what story did you want to start off with, Kate? Um, the biggest panic attack for me, and I've touched, uh, I've talked about it a lot, but it's like a huge part of my anxiety, um, like kind of journey. I don't know, uh. Is like the being served, not the car wreck itself. Um, I had a panic attack then, but I was like, like during the or right wow. after the car wreck. But obviously, that was like a true scary thing happened. I was seven months pregnant, and I was also like freaking out, like, "Oh no, Hunter's gonna kill me!" Yeah, as if he cares, you know. Um, but being served, that I, I and I, we definitely talked about it last episode. The person came to our house and gave papers, and I was fully convinced that this, like, wasn't going to happen. You know, like, that was the way I was being able to get through it was, like, it's okay. Like, it's not going to get that bad. They're not going to do that. And then, like, the worst-case scenario actually happened. Yeah. So my anxiety mind was, like, aha, I told you. Yeah. So I, like, Hunter truly had to, like, take Blair from me because I was holding her, and I just was, like couldn't catch my breath and just like shaking shaking and I just could not stop crying 
you know, and then so he's like also at the same time in his shoes getting served. Now all of a sudden his daughter is in the hands of somebody losing their mind. So he has to get Blair, like make sure she's safe because I probably could have dropped her at that time because I still remember the moment and like like watching the front door open and seeing that happen and I just truly I feel like I almost dropped Blair and she was like weeks old at this point. Um and it was awful. But I had that same kind of reaction like three times a week until I got therapy. So mm. in this, like, I mean, we touched, or you guys know, it was postpartum. It was, my medicine wasn't right, all this stuff. But every time, like, I saw a billboard, every time I saw, like, a patient that had also gotten in a car wreck, um, every time I heard a car radio saying, like, what is it now? Like Bader Scott accident attorney in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, everywhere. I would end up having a full on panic attack. And so I had to figure out ways to like not have a panic attack while I was treating a patient, mm-hmm. you know? And then that's where it also developed like just anxiety attacks. So I know for like probably a month altogether, there were times where I was just panic attack and then in a functioning anxiety attack, and then a panic attack, and then just Jeez. going back and forth. It was awful. It Gosh. was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, recommend, I wouldn't recommend postpartum anxiety to anybody. But Oof. that's why I, like, I got to the point where I was like, I'm not functioning. Like, I can't be a good mom. I remember, um, like, one time Blair, like, projectile, um, not really even vomited, like, spit up. Mm-hmm. And I thought she, like, had a virus. And I just started freaking out again, you know. But this was during this time. So because my um, alarm was so sensitive, I got to the point where it was so sensitive that anything, yeah, even not related to the car accident. Any tiny thing just, would set it off. Yeah, it was insane. Wow. Yeah, um, you, were at, you were at the end of your wick. I mean, you were, yeah, the fuse like, was at the end. Yeah, if I, if I hadn't. Like, I probably, if it had continued, I would have had to be, like, I would have had to go into, like, a rehab or something. Like, it was that bad. Um, yeah. But that's when I had my first therapist, and it was amazing. And, yeah, and it's led me on this whole thing. Yeah, shout so. out to therapy. Shout out to therapy. I said something to Betty the other day, and I was like, well, yeah, I'm just, like, really trying to be conscious of how I talk to Blair, you know, because, like, I like I know things I learned in childhood that I took now, so... Like, I don't want that to happen, you know, and, like, if she ends up in therapy, and she was like, if she ends up in therapy, that's, like, the best thing. I was like, you're right. I kind of want her to go to therapy. Like, yeah. everybody should do therapy. So, that was my yeah. soapbox tangent. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, that was the biggest. That, like, oh, my gosh. And yeah. And an exhaust. And I had, a, like, a newborn. Yeah. And I was off of work, and then going back to work full-time with a newborn, with this huge anxiety disorder with a husband that worked 24 hours on 48 off. So it was, yeah, it was a bit much. I don't know how he did it, but I guess you just kind of rally and do it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's like one of your bigger panic attacks? You know, I was thinking about the three that I was going to pick. Um, and they really do kind of show that like the narrative of me on medication. Mm -hmm. Um, the first, the, the biggest one that comes to mind, honestly, I've already actually told on the podcast, so I'm going to skip it today. But it was the one where I was 
uh, my classes had gotten changed without me knowing in college, and I was having the panic attack on mm-hmm. my friend Sam's front front lawn. Yes. <laughs> um, while no one was home, that one was like probably the biggest one I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have three more that I like have jumped out to me when I was thinking about it, planning for this. Um, but the first one. It sounds like when I think about the way this story sounds now, I feel like a moron. Like, I'm like, yeah. why? Why <laughs> did I react this way? Um, and I know why, but it, it had nothing to do with what happened in the moment. Right. It was everything else on top of what happened. Or, you know, and then the thing that happened in the moment that just, like you said, short fuse set it off. Right. Um, so there's a, a local barbecue joint in town called the Hickory Hut. Shout out to Hickory Hut. Um, and they had it's an old building. It's been around since the fifties, and there's the building was made when people were smaller. Okay, <laughs> yes. um, and there's like a room that they had remodeled into more seating area, but it has a really weird, uh, like doorway because of mm-hmm. the way the roof was built and all this other stuff, and they can't make it taller. And so they have a sign when you're walking from the register into that room. There's a sign that says, you know, watch your head. And I always remember to duck down as I'm walking in because I'm I'm six feet tall, so I'm gonna nail it if right. I, if I don't watch it. Um, so I do that. Well, I, we were in mom and dad and my uh, wife at the time, and I had to get up to go get something, and there is no sign on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I should have needed one, but I was about to uh, say, you know, I nailed the very crown of my head. Like the soft, sensitive part of the crown of your head on the door frame. Um, Wait, which is that was con- still soft, which soft was, for you? Yeah. You might need to get that checked out. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. <laughs> Go Thanks. On. Well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't soft for that. It's my it's my head's always been a little soft. <laughs> <laughs> Explaining a lot, right? We're having a lot of revealing moments today on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, anyways go on anyway so it's concrete they're cinder blocks oh my so i gosh. nailed the crap out of my head oh. and it hurt like hell but you've been in there it's tiny the yes. whole place is a, a, like not much bigger than the room we're standing in mm-hmm. so um everyone and i'm sure i launched an expletive when it happened but everyone in the room in the building turned around and looks looked at me having done that and oh, no. all in the same moment, like, everybody was like, are you okay? Like, are you yeah. all right? Are you bleeding? And it just, like, I was so embarrassed that I did it. And then even more embarrassed that everyone saw. And then even more embarrassed that everyone was now making it their business to talk to me about it. Right. Like, and they were meaning well. But it still just was so overwhelming. And on top of that, uh, my marriage wasn't going so great at the time. And yeah. that was constantly on my mind. And then all of a sudden this thing happens and all this attention's on me and I don't know why it set me off like it did. Right. But I was standing in line to get what I needed from the register. Tears streaming down my face. Like, like crocodile tears. Like, could not stop. Oh. Like, and I was so embarrassed because people were still obviously looking at me. Right. So then you're embarrassed you at your head and now you're embarrassed that you're crying. Yeah, and, it was awful. And then they're like, well, really, are you okay? And yeah, it was like, just like, please just stop looking at me. Stop talking to me. Yes. Like, I just wanted to curl up in a ball and and hide. Yeah. Um, it was awful. And I could not. And finally, I, like, managed to choke it together after a few minutes mm-hmm. and, you know, got back and, like, mom and dad were like, are you okay? Is your head okay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, have you been crying? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's 
I think that's completely valid. Yeah. It was it was just a weird moment. Like I remember yeah. even in the moment as I'm crying, thinking, "Why am I crying?" No, I think like, that's one of those times where you're just like, "Screw it." Yeah, I just couldn't. It was all at the levee, and then I couldn't keep the levee; couldn't hold it anymore. Like it was all gone. Yeah, it was all coming out. I definitely have thought of other sad things. I've thought of like I've been crying and been like, "What else am I sad about?" Yeah, let's just go get it all out. Or yeah. why am I? Why else am I pissed? That's when I cry. Is when I'm just really pissed off. Um, but that completely makes sense. But then I also see the anxiety behind it, and yeah. then that's my worst nightmare is having everybody's attention. Oh gosh. Sure. And then also you freaking your head was probably throbbing. Oh yeah. 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 But that was honestly other... the least of my concerns at that moment. Right. Did you have any other, um, like, panic or anxiety, like, symptoms in that moment? Or was it just, like, the it crying? It was blurry vision, the crying. Okay. The, like, trying, like, I wasn't trying to catch my breath, but I was just, like, like, I was just, like, big breaths. Like. Like, you were definitely having to calm yourself down. Yeah. Okay. Man, that sucks. Yeah. I understand that. That's though. how the panic attacks usually go for me. But. Yeah. So, what's your next one? Um. Actually, thinking of that, I kind of had a similar experience when we were in New York with Hunter's parents. Yeah. I went to push a revolving door, and the there somebody was coming in on the other side, and I went to push, but I turned around to look at Hunter, and my arm is, like, small enough, it, like, fell in between, like, the door and Oof, the enclosure, yeah. and he started going and starts pushing it. So my arm, I almost, like, snapped my arm in two in New York City Jeez. because he starts pushing it and wondering why the door is not going and he doesn't know and then he sees me and he's like oh my gosh and he like backs the door up and it was completely very blurry vision I almost passed out everybody's looking at me and then that ding dong comes in and was like why did you have your hand there I was like because I just felt like touching the inside of a revolving door like no it fell like I was like <laughs> falling into it yeah like, are you kidding me? I could, like, feel it, like, getting so tight on my bones, but that was the same exact way. I think I ended up ho- holding it together and, like, not crying, but mm-hmm. I was, like, truly about to pass out because yeah. everybody was looking at me in the hotel lobby. It was awful. Yeah. Um, But whatever. They didn't have a sign for... <laughs> <laughs> if you're a lady with chicken arms, don't <laughs> touch the revolving door. So, um. And it, like, so other, I definitely, anxiety attacks are, um, what I'm good at <laughs> <laughs> as a humble rag. Um, weird flex, but okay. Yeah. No. Um, I, I mean, I just, like, if I really thought about it, I probably every day it's like yeah. an anxiety attack yeah. for me. Um, like what? Something like happened yesterday, like Blair did something and I was like, oh God, is she getting sick? And then I literally had to be like, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Calm down. Um, and I'm actually kind of going, doing this like, not experiment, but reevaluating things with Betty and seeing like where I'm at in like my menstrual cycle. Like if that affects things and I'm birth control right now, I'm wanting to get off. And I think it's that birth control is actually making my anxiety worse. Mm. Um, because I'm like, I'm on much too medication yeah. to still have anxiety <laughs> at this point, <laughs> um, to some levels that I do. But, um, I remember like, so we renovated our house and we were lived in a camper 
mm-hmm. for four weeks, and we were supposed to live in it never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, and like the builders were just like taking forever, and things were getting sketchy with them, and you know, like as we discovered last week, Hunter doesn't get in a rush for anybody. Um, yeah, not even himself. And so if I asked questions and like wanted to like be on top of things, like he w- would just kind of give me the same answer. Um, and I remember <laughs> like I asked something, I-, I mean, like we were having, I was having to take my laundry like over here or to Hunter's parents' house to do Yeah, like, and then the camper is in the backyard and it's in the middle of winter. So it's like, and I have a newly two-year-old yeah so it's just horrible we were on the way to get dinner like just fast food or something because that was also something that was horrible to do in a camper when you didn't know when you were going to be out of it um yeah i just started like i started the slow crying and just like (laughs) this silent crying and then eventually like hunter looks over after he like after my snot builds up a little bit and he hears me and he's like "Are, are you okay i'm like yeah and he's like well, obviously you're not, but <laughs> and I'm like, and just like start like breathing, and then it just gets bigger, and then I really can't breathe and inhale, and I was just like, I'm just really sick of it, and like let him just like know everything, um, and that actually kind of turned into a lingering anxiety attack because I was I was like. I know it's going to get done, but we don't know when. And, like, that is, like, nightmares to somebody for, like, with anxiety. If you can't plan ahead, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, like, literally maybe have to have knee surgery. And I was talking to my coworker about, like, my insurances today at therapy. I'm like, okay, I can plan ahead. I can have it this. And, like, I'll be, I'm following protocols. I'm like, I'll be weight-bearing at this point, so it'll be okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was awful. And actually it was so awful. We had to sell the camper because I refused to go in it again. I was like, it is too triggering. (laughs) I hate that thing. Living in a camper with a two year old and a husband that's like, you know, he's, he thought it was cute and kitschy (laughs) to to (laughs) stay in a camper in the backyard. Cause at first it was a joke. Like, like, oh, when we sold the house, we might have to see in the camera. I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> Cute, but no, we're not. And then there we were. Yeah. And it was approaching Christmas, and I was yeah. like, Santa Claus. So that was like a never-ending, oh, my gosh, this is awful. And then it ended up going into a full panic attack. So, But that's actually something I work to not let happen. Um, like, I try to just go ahead and... Like if Hunter's doing, if it's something like kind of in Hunter's control or that he can help control. Yeah. I'll just be like, just a heads up. Like, I'm just like, say like the house, like the house keeps getting like really like extremely messy and there's toys everywhere. And like when Blair's home with you and it's like really, it's like I come home and it stresses me out. So if you could just kind of help me. And I don't know who thought of that, but like talking about it and not building up resentment works out a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) For a relationship in marriage than um, leaving him subtle, passive-aggressive hints, coming home and going, <sighs> Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that We're was good. kind of like my, my mo- that was actually my most recent panic attack until the one I had like this previous Christmas with the, um, like Blair being sick and I yeah. 
did all that stuff, which um, I could talk about later. My little obsessive compulsiveness. Okay. But we'll get, we'll dive into that if we have time. Okay. Um, so what else you got? Um, well, um, the next one would be when I finally broke down and like got an appointment to get meds, um, or tried the second time or third time to get meds. Um, so I had just started teaching. It was my first year teaching, and I I already knew all the statistics. Like teachers on some kind of antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication is way higher than the normal population. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I forgot the exact number, so I'm not going to misquote them, but it's, it's mind blowing how yeah. many teachers are on uh, medication for that. And so I knew that and I knew how I was and I knew that I'd already attempted to try to get medication. So I was prepared for it to like really mess with me mm-hmm. and I, I did not prepare enough. Like it mm. was, it was awful. Like, and, and for those of you who are teachers or, or have a loved one who's a teacher, you're nodding along, probably knowing exactly what I'm talking about. Others may not quite understand and that's fine, but teaching is probably only about, I'm going to be generous and say 50% in the classroom. Mm. There is so much other stuff that we are responsible for that people don't even begin to fathom unless you've done it. And you started teaching at a terrible time. (laughs) Like in, yeah, well, so, uh, so to put what Kate's talking about is my first school year was the 2019-2020 school year. Mm-hmm. That meant at the end of the school year, or two-thirds of the way through the school year, we shut down for COVID. Yay. <laughs> so <laughs> I have yet to have a truly, this is probably my most, quote, normal school year so far. And there's even still some things that are quite different about it. Um, but yeah, that year was nuts. The year after that was bizarre it was like something out of the twilight zone yeah. and then this year has been has been i guess more normal but there's still obviously a lot of stuff that is different yeah um, and, and may honestly be permanently changed by covid but mm-hmm. so anyways i i remember it was around the time it was probably like mid or middle to late september and i was it was it was my first round of observations and all this other stuff with like you know i have an evaluator who's gonna okay. come in who's gonna we have a thing called Teeks, which is our rating system that we get judged on, and that's our evaluation for the year, and it's a very big deal because <laughs> um, it's my license, right? Um, and so I was getting ready for my first round of that, and I was just so overwhelmed, so overwhelmed, and it's just not a part of the job I was I had really understood yet, mm-hmm. and you just have to. You just have to learn to do it. Right. And I I got to the point where I would, like, just hate the drive to work. Mm-hmm. Like, hate the drive to work. And so I, I remember one day I was feeling that way. I got in, got inside, got to my desk, and just fell apart. Like, just started crying. I was like, I don't want to be here right now. I'm tired of – it feels like – and at the time, as a first-year teacher, too, you were, you were under the lens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like everyone is watching over my shoulder. I had an admin at the time who I felt like was really treating me unfairly. Um, and just always in my classroom, always telling me what to do and changing things or trying to change things. And so that was exhausting. Um, yeah, it was miserable. And I just had a breakdown. And I finally, like, that's when I finally got the appointment 
to to get some medication for the second time. Yeah. And luckily it went a lot better. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I was talking about it, Blair's birthday party. Yeah. You were like, yeah, I'm on Lexapro now. I was like, oh, me too. Yeah. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. But it, you also have to give yourself some grace because you were at that point, if I remember correctly, kind of at the end of your marriage. Right. Of deciding. So you, you had the bit going on. Yeah. Um, but that's also a number one example of why people need our companies need to add mental health days. Yeah, you for know? sure. What ends up happening is I, you know, use a personal day or, you know, I've used a sick day before to yeah. take a mental health well, day or which like it's day. completely valid. Y'all don't get enough time off. I don't care if you say you're off the summer and you have breaks. You need more t- days off. Yeah. But also, I think any company should also like have a completely separate bank for a mental health day and yeah. you should be able to use it if you need it and there it is um maybe one day in the future yeah that'll be a maybe thing. so Who knows? hopefully but yeah it's and i know every teacher i know i don't know a teacher who doesn't do it from time to time to like take a day um, yeah personal day or whatever to just breathe well it's healthy and it's healthy for any career because if you get to that point when you hate your drive to work and then you get to work and then you're just like crying and then that's just like eventually it's going to trickle down to the students if you don't take care of yourself oh sure you know well, like, and you did because you had medicine right well it's the old thing of like I'm, I'm no good to anybody if i'm not at 100 percent. right you know yeah and i got to when i was full time i remember that i was like i can't rehab people if i'm just like burnt out and everything and actually like my boss and just kind of like our whole kind of team always promotes like, no, you need to take a break. You can go on vacation. Like, who cares if we don't have enough coverage? We'll work it out. Yeah. Like, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in this world of like trying to punch numbers and push mm-hmm. numbers and like all these stats and everything has to be yeah. golden. One of the leaders I worked under, um, shout out to my friend Brent, was really hardcore when I worked for the church about like comp days like okay well you were here all day on saturday for this event you need to take monday off or you know just like forcing us to take time that we have like you have vacation time you need to take it yeah um you know it's not doing any good to like fight to be here when you don't have to be and so i i am usually pretty good about taking those days yeah heck yeah especially as i've grown in my job and everything and felt more comfortable about being away (laughs) so now you have no issues putting in that pto request Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's not a request. It's I'm telling you, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. So, yeah. So what about your last story? Um, well, it actually uh, wasn't a story per se, but it's like a general group of like my mini panic or mini anxiety attacks. Okay. I have many levels to myself. <laughs> not to, was it to it's quote like an Shrek? Onion. Yes. I have an onion. Yes. Yes. Onions have layers. I didn't sound like shark, but that's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, uh, I will, I guess the best way to call them is like an oh crap moment. Yeah. Where I'm like, your body's like, oh, you better run. But yeah, like, like nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, from what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like a fight or flight kind of thing. Yes. Um, okay. Which like, oh yeah. Brandy started telling me about like the fight flight or freeze she has like a lot of trauma training she's just like wow i know she's everybody needs a brandy at the workplace for more than belly rubs but anyways um so i'll like 
like I dropped Blair off earlier this week and my mother-in-law points out that I said I could work like a certain Monday and we're going to be out of town. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And so I'm like trying to go to work. And of course my computer's not turning on. And I was like, please don't let me have patients that day scheduled because, oh my gosh, I have to take it off. And like, that was like the stomach cramps, hands are sweating, yeah. hearts racing. Oh my gosh. And then like once it, but um, but once it resolves, it's done. Like it's done or whatever. Yeah. Um, like if my boss texts me and is like, hey, like I need to talk to you. Can I call you tomorrow at lunch? I'm like, why? You know, and that's all like, already a scary thing. You know, nobody like, especially somebody with anxiety and you're listening to this. Nobody likes saying, hey, we need to talk or hearing we need to talk. Oh, God, it's the that's worst. Just, everybody should the only thing worse than, hey, that. can we talk is, hey, can we talk later? No, yeah, yeah. That's even worse because now, <laughs> oh. Yes, oh. and luckily, Chris, God love him, knows, not, like, you have to at least tell me what it's about. Yes. You essentially have to tell me the entire plot of the conversation, and yes. then we can go back and talk about it. Yeah. And he'll be like, he'll say something, and I'll send him, like, a little gif, and it says, like, I have anxiety. I don't know how many times I've had to tell him, like, hey, bro, I have anxiety. Yeah, and luckily, he's great about it. Yeah. But um, PSA for all listening, if, if you're listening to this and you don't suffer from anxiety, but you have a loved one or friend who does, please don't ever ever do the <laughs> can we talk later thing and not tell it. them what it's about because god almighty it is torture torture i've totally of the it worst to kind on purpose because it's something that happens to us and we're not expecting it yes it's awful and that's instant panic poops and okay? talk about reinforcing my spiraling <laughs> the last time one of the last times that happened to me was when i got fired from the church oh geez. so Right. So especially don't <laughs> so do it So sometimes it really is something to freak out about. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then that's when our anxiety is like, ha ha, I told you, idiot. Yeah. But that's like an immediate panic poop oh, yep. moment, you know. Um, but like that's essentially what I'm talking about is like these mini panic attacks. I don't even, mini panic anxiety attacks. They're hybrids. Yeah. They're evolving. Yes. They're going to mutate into something. <laughs> um <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't involve my intestines. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but like, so these things that I've kind of said, they're like, oh, well, that's a reason. Like a normal person, like, yes, maybe mine's a little like ex- to the extreme sometimes, but like that's a normal like worry. But I do that for dumb stuff too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, like, um, what was it today? I put a progress note. I folded up a progress note, put it in an envelope for a patient. And then I had anxiety for like 40 minutes after that. I was like, I didn't double check that that was her progress note. And then I was like, I mean, there weren't any other progress notes on the printer. But I didn't double check that was hers. And what if I just gave her, or what if I gave somebody else's info out to her? Yeah. You know, and like literally had to calm myself down. I was like, oh my gosh, I know I printed the note twice because I had seen the other one after that. And I was like, calm down. Like, she would have called back if she said she had the wrong one. Like, you're not going to die. But this is the kind of thing that, like, Hunter especially will be like, it's okay, Kate. You know, those are the ones that he's like, why do you even create that scenario in your head? Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm special. Yep. I'm trained. So. I do it too. So, yeah, I am of a hybrid type. (laughs) Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, No, I totally identify with that for sure. 
can. So what else do you have? Well, okay, so polishing off the trilogy of my me getting on and <laughs> off trilogy. and on and off medication. Um, so this past summer, I did what I always said I wouldn't do. And for some reason, I had stopped taking it. And then I was like, huh, I'm good. And, I, and, and to be fair, my anxiety had gotten way better. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of feeling like, hmm, maybe I'm, you know, and some people do take it for a season and then whatever season they're going through resolves and it's, they're back to their normal levels and they're good. But um, that ain't me, apparently. Nor am I. Um, because, let's see, it was the day we were, before we were leaving for the beach, I woke, I had a terrible dream mm-hmm. that really messed with my head. And I woke up having a panic attack. Ew. Like that is how it started. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you add that into also like, I'm still half dreaming, half awake. Oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Cause you can invent all kinds of crazy scenarios when you're still half dreaming. Right. Uh, yeah. to, to freak out. And about. it's never positive. Yeah. And it was, and it really like wore me down because, and, and just to, you know, be a hundred percent personal here, it was, it was kind of stemming from being divorced and my future and like kind of having this feeling of like, well, that's it for me. Like mm. I'm just going to be by myself and yeah, you know, there's no reason why, you know, I'm going to ever be in a relationship with someone else. No one's ever going to be interested. So I'm just going to be me. This is going to be me. And, and, and it just wrecking me. Yeah. And it was like that for 20 four hours straight Ugh. awful it was terrible and the day before you took a toddler to the airport <laughs> <laughs> no right. yeah so it was it was miserable but Ugh. i finally like you know came out of it kind of taught myself down slowly yeah um and felt better but i was feeling aftershocks from it for like days yeah even when we were at the beach but and that's a good thing i actually myself need to bring up in therapy is like the the coming down off of it mm-hmm. because like this last one I had at Christmas, it's like, and I told her, you just like, I just had to learn to sit and just like, eventually it's going to taper off and eventually I'm going to be on the other side of it. And I can look back and see that that mountain was actually a tiny bump yeah. in the road and I'm going to get past it. But like that little, downhill slide yeah you don't you never know where the end is right and you don't know how long yeah yeah and then when it just keeps going on and on and on it's Mm. miserable but so yeah that was when i realized oh no i need to be on medication oh yes which is very ironic because i remember me probably yelling at you about getting off of said medication and you were like well like i'm good i think a lot of it was like the season of like us getting a divorce and changes and like, but I'm doing really good right now. That's all settled. And like, I'm doing good. And then there we were. I do not recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You can say that in court. Yeah. What I don't recall. You? I'm taking you to court if you ever get off your medication. <laughs> <laughs> For emotional damages. Emotional damages. Yeah. Because I'm going to literally show Yeah, you. I learned. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think I learned my lesson. Yeah. I'm a lifer and I'm fine with that. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And I am too. And it wasn't like this desire to be off of it that made me stop taking it. It was just like, huh. 
like maybe I was at the end of a prescription or something and it was taking a long time to get the refill. And I was like, eh, I'm fine. Yeah. Not to uh, mention that it takes like two weeks to get out of your system. And never mind the fact that it was like, yeah, dude, it's summer. You're not working. <laughs> you don't have anything going on. You, you have no responsibilities right now. Yeah. I'm sure you're great. <laughs> dude. You're Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I had one little bump, which if I was on medication could have shaken off. Right. And then, no. Like, that thing in the back of your mind. Kick like, me straight in the ass. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I immediately started taking my medication again. Um, yeah, and I haven't stopped since then. Good. So. That's something Brandy taught me about this fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and this is not from a textbook. It's from my interpretation of what I can understand. Um, so you have, like, fight or flight. And then there's another layer down that's freeze. Mm-hmm. And, okay, it's coming back to me because she just explained it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's like, okay, so she showed us a video of an antelope trying to get suffocated by a cheetah or something. And so the antelope looks dead. He's, like, just hanging out there. His belly's not moving or anything. And, like, his eyes are wide open. He lo- He's, like, playing dead. And so eventually something comes along and scares off the tiger and then, so the antelope's just laying there, like, looking dead. And then eventually it just starts, like, shaking compulsively. Like, or first you could see it's, like, belly start breathing better. And then he's, like, shaking, shaking, shaking for, like, a minute or two. And then he's able to, like, stand up and, like, walk away. Wow. And so our bodies do that. When we get to freeze, Your that's when your body shuts down where it's, like, okay, I'm dying. Or, okay, I'm going through this, like, assault or something. And you just learn to kind of remove yourself from it, yeah. essentially. And then, but your body has to work itself back up to fight or flight before it can work itself up to normal. Okay. Um, which was very interesting because she's, and then she started saying like, people, like us as humans, like animals can do that, but humans can't. Yeah. You know, like we're all mammals, but like when we get stuck from the freeze and then we're just expected to go back to normal. That's the where the PTSD and all that crap comes in. Right, yeah. Um, and so, I don't know where I was going with that, but if I was an antelope, I could be able to do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Some people say that cucumbers taste better pickled. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and that's on fight, flight, no, that's or actually, freeze. That's really interesting. I've never thought about freeze being like a deeper level. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. It's, it's, it's a full state of panic. Yeah. It's where you can't, you're just shut down. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes so like sense. if somebody's getting assaulted or something, you, or if you start, like if you're eating by, getting eaten by a bear, like that's where people are like, I don't feel it because it's like, you just don't. It's It brings no. up an interesting point of just like humans and the feeling the need to process emotions quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that. Well, we're gonna, we got we got to shake out and we got to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And so we jump through the stages and it's like creating this trauma. And and you know, it it kind of correlates to something I had, had a conversation with somebody one time about um this was a pastor and he was saying he it always bothered him how fast or how how like culture in the United States deals with death. Oh, yes. Like we someone could die, you know, if someone died Wednesday, Saturday there's going to be a funeral. Mm-hmm. that's a few days and you're expecting the family to do make all these preparations do all this stuff coordinate all this other stuff and and then accept guests 
<laughs> which can be emotionally draining. Um, not to mention what all is going on. And you have zero time to actually grieve. And before you know it, your loved one is either cremated or is buried. And, and, and it's that moment of like when the guests leave and you finally go home and you walk inside and the room is empty. Uh, yeah. It's that like horrible feeling. But it's like we, but we expect people to process that whole thing in a f- like less than a week. Yeah. And, you know, whereas, you know, there are other cultures that take time. Yeah. You know, that take time during that process. And they have like a celebration like a month later and like all this stuff. Yeah. Actually, Betty and I had that conversation. Yeah. Um, and it is sad. And like on if somebody, you know, like I knew of that passed away, it's like you give your condolences and stuff. And then you always try to like follow up with them later. But then like your life doesn't stop. But then, like you said, like people are just like, okay, well, he's buried, and we signed the guest book. Like, yeah. we've moved on. Yeah, we brought. I'll a, think a about fruit you tray. at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And I feel like you and I dealt with a lot of family deaths very early in our lives. Yeah. Um, because our our dad's mother had passed away before you were even born. Yeah, I never met her. Um. Uh, so very, I was very young. I was two or three. And then um, our grandfather passed, my mom's dad passed away in 2000. So I, you were six mm-hmm. and I was 11. Yeah. Um, and then our grandmother died a couple years after that. Yeah, I was nine. And then so uh, we, we just, and then, you know, great grandparents and all this stuff too. On top of that, like we, we went to a lot of funerals as kids. I know. We did. That's why we're um, so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's explaining a lot but it always like i don't know i just wonder about how it affected me as a person yeah like how did that how did that affect me as an adult because i remember it happening i remember like our like granny and buck i remember each of them when it happened and then i remember like seeing mom and dad have to process through it all yeah but Sure. Like, I think I have suppressed that. Like, I think it would take like a, um, like a psychotherapy, like hypnosis kind of thing where they like go in and bring it out of you. I don't want to go there, but (laughs) I think that's what it would take because if I think about it, I hardly remember it. Mm. Like, like that month or two after it. I vividly remember it. And we were different ages, so that's probably the key there. But I was... You were young enough to where that makes sense that you don't remember a ton of it. I was old enough to remember every single bit of it. Yeah. I remember, like, when it happened. I remember getting getting sick and, like, that downhill slide. And then I I just remember, like, Mom and Scott having to clean it out. But, like, it's like I remember so much leading up to that. And then I don't remember a lot after that. Yeah. Um, And then I remember, yeah, like, everything. And then I remember, like, when Buck, like, when Mom got the call about Buck. And, like, seeing her early that morning, and she was like, we're going to Tifton. And I was like, why are we going to Tifton? Yeah. You know, like, we didn't have that plan. And just, like, thinking that as a kid, not remember that yeah. afterwards. So. I actually remember hearing mom and dad downstairs coming down out of bed. Mom and dad were in the living room. Mom was crying. Oh, and I asked what was wrong. And then I was, you know, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Should we tell our followers about when we went to the medium. <laughs> we might have to share that for another time. Really? That's a long story. And we're That's almost a long at, we're, story. 
We're, we're at, at an hour already. We're at our peak, but we'll tease. So you listen to episode seven. Yeah. No promises that it is in episode seven. Yeah. Forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a production schedule, and we're going to have to talk about that at our right. staff meeting. At our, um, right, right, right. right. And, we're very busy. Yes. Very busy. I'm going to need an official memo. Okay. I'll, I'll submit it to the board, and okay. I'm the board. Yeah, that's the committee, but the committee always says no. Okay. Well, so. the committee can cast my ass. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Taylor, just as a tidbit, Taylor and I went to a medium <laughs> in Buckhead because- This was back in like September, I think? Mm, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was about September. Um, I had been having, I have had since like I was 18. Don't very, give too much away now. Okay. Well, I, okay. I don't know how we to We went do to a medium <laughs> to specifically try, we were, we've always been interested. Kate and I aren't necessarily like big believers, but we- have always been kind of interested in the idea of uh, our grandparents, my mom's parents specifically, um, like interacting with us in some way through our dreams. That's, what I, that's yeah, that's what I'll, that's all I was saying. Okay, was I've had very vivid dreams. Like I have touched their hands. It has been their hands. Like so realistic. Yeah, not just your average dream. Like it felt actually three D. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or four D. I don't know. Um, it's happened several times. And so I had shared that with Taylor randomly. I think when we were about to start, we had already recorded our first episode, I believe. And then I was like... Mm, yeah. Yeah, because I think this was like the setting we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, before we released it, but yeah. And then you had said you had had dreams. I've had several dreams too. And just like we've both had like just all of a sudden overwhelming like feelings of like, oh my God, I wish they were here. Yeah. I think. And so we saw a medium... And it was awesome. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it another time. Save all the good Join juicy details. Next week, if we're on our game for <laughs> <laughs> the continuance of that story. But she was amazing. So yeah. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. All, all right. Well, if you've listened thus far. Yeah, if you didn't shut thanks. this off within the first 15 minutes, <laughs> thank you. I'll try uh, to talk less about pooping next time. Please do. You know, it's a vital part of life. It is. Everybody poops. It's like the old book says. Everybody poops. Hey, you can't, psh, we're going to get copyrighted. Stop. Okay. What are you doing? Sometimes. Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. Well, um, follow us on Instagram at Slightly Unstable Pod. Give us any kind of suggestions. Yeah. Um, as long as it's positive. <laughs> if our fragile not, egos can't handle anything else right um yeah just let us know how we're doing give us feedback you can let me know that i'm your favorite um <laughs> and yeah that's oh. about it good gosh all right well thanks guys for tuning in we appreciate it uh like kate said go follow us and uh and let us know what you like what you didn't like and uh interact with us let us know if you have any podcast uh episode ideas for us for the future and uh, we'd love to hear it. Love to hear from you. So thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.